Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 104 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val, with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? I'm doing well. As and then the man, the myth, the legend, PSA Hall of Famer, Logan at King NASCAR, how are you? I am in a sauna bath. <laughs> it is July. Just had July Fourth. It's hot in the South. Mm-hmm. Even Jason's in the South, and it's hot. It is so <laughs> hot. <laughs> welcome, welcome to summers in the South, man. Late, late afternoon thunderstorms, all that fun stuff. It's not even that, but I work. I'm working outside, so. Well, oh God. We got a great show for everybody today. We're gonna do the race recap like usual. We're gonna talk about. Tops attack, tax, turbo tax, attack the turbo tax. <laughs> We're going to do Chase Elliott top 10, and then we'll finish out with King's Court. Of course, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Panini America. And if you like the show, if you will share the show, tweet, retweet, <laughs> let your friends know about NASCAR radio. We appreciate it. Try to spare, spread the word. So... Anything I'm missing, guys? Nope. <laughs> All right, we're, let's get... We're starting to gear up for the National, which we'll probably talk about in, in some subsequent uh, episodes. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll be there in full force, uh, having a good time. We'll have some swag to give away and all that good stuff. So let's start with the Camping World Truck Series. They were off last week, but they will be racing race number 15 with only two more before the playoffs at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course, the O'Reilly Auto Parts 150. That's going to be Saturday, July 9th at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, stages at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course, uh, end of lap 15, end of lap 35, and end of lap 67 for the win. Moving over to the Xfinity race. That was race number 16. That was the 13th annual Henry 180. That was Saturday, July 2nd at Road America. And our winner was Ty freaking Gibbs. Our highest finishing rookie was Austin Hill. That was and a good race. I was going to say, if you don't say it, I will say it, that if there are any doubts about Ty Gibbs, um, he was racing with Kyle Larson raced him clean. Even Kyle Larson was giving him praise about racing him clean. He made a comment about getting some respect back or something to that effect. So um, those prior weeks having that little bump and uh, little fights and other stuff, I think he's matured quite a bit here. And that's really dangerous for the rest of the Xfinity crowd. Indeed. He, he ended up being a cup champion, passing him cleanly on the last lap. So that was, that was a very exciting race for me, especially that last lap. I was sitting right here where I am right now watching my TV and I was screaming for him to pass him, And he did. So it was, it was, it was completely, it was just a fantastic race. I love that race. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about Ty freaking Gibbs here for the last few years. So um, he's not a, really a surprise for us and his cards have seen an increase, but it, it, I was going to say that it's kind of warrant 
warranted and uh, you might want to grab him in the off season, but if uh, they dip a little bit, he's a real deal. So uh, one of those seats and Gibbs, uh, Joe Gibbs racing is going to be secured by him eventually. So. Oh, no doubt. And you know, Hendrick, they built a specially built car just for that race, just for Kyle Larson. And even, even that couldn't stop Ty freaking Gibbs. Yeah, he had the car and the talent, like I said, to, to pass them clean, and they, um, you know, bumped a little bit, but he waited for Kyle Larson to make a mistake, and he took advantage of it, and uh, it was, like you said, it was real exciting. I was watching into that as well, so. Yeah, he, he pounced on Kyle Larson, and uh, like what you said, if you don't think he's the real deal now, you'll never think he is, because he is, he is a, the complete driver, I think. And uh, I think I don't know what what his plans are, what they have planned for him, if he's going to run Xfinity for another year or not, which I think he probably should. But, you know, expect him to move up the cup in the next few years. Uh, just he's just an incredible talent. Yeah, so we'll go through some of his cards. He's his rookies are in 2020, uh, mostly the Chronicles. He's in the Crusades. Uh, here's some crusades. Let me grab the other. Wow, we're fancy. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you have the crusades. That is card number 17. You have the hollow version. Of that, you have the blue numbered to 199. There's a red version to 99, purple to 25, gold to 10, gold vinyl 101. There is the autograph numbered to 149. There's the gold version of that numbered to 10, and the gold vinyl uh, serial numbered to one. So I'll say, look at that autograph compared to what we currently see. It's about the same, I guess. Yeah, it's about the same. Uh, he's also in Phoenix, card number 17 again. And then there's a, a hollow version of that. There's the blue, the numbered to 199, red to 99, purple to 25, gold to 10, gold vinyl, uh, serial number to one. And then there's also autographs in that as well, number to 149, gold to 10, and gold vinyl to one. Then there, he's also in the score. Oh, drop that. And there's, again, a few parallels for that. There is the green. There is the blue number to 199. There's a red version. I don't have that one. And then purple to 25, gold to 10, black 101, autographs, unnumbered, and then Green to 199, purple to 25, gold to 10, and black 101. Then he is in Spectra. Card number 71, there's a neon green parallel kaleidoscope. Number 49, red mosaic. To 25, gold to 10, emerald pulsar to 5, and nebula 101. And then... In 2020, Panini Prism, he has 
scripted signatures. There's an unnumbered version of that. And then everything is either numbered 99 or less. There's looks like there's about eight different parallels with the silver mosaic, green, scope, pink, prism, red, and blue, blue and Carolina blue, rainbow, green and yellow, gold, white, gold vinyl, and black 101. So no brown ones. No brown ones. <laughs> brown prism. But that is Ty Gibbs, or those are his rookie cards. Yep, stock up and save. Yep. Austin Hill, we've talked about him quite a bit. Let me just go through his list quickly. 2021 Dunruss, all the parallels, two versions there with the base and the Retro 1988 version. There's optic, optic signatures. There's all the printing plates for those. Chronicles Zenith and Chronicles Zenith autographs. That's it for Chronicles. And then Panini Prism signing sessions. Uh, only autographs. Uh, unnumbered and then numbered to 99 or less for all the parallels. He seems to be coming in at the highest finishing rookie year lately. So in Xfinity. Yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing a cup ride in his future. Yeah, I would agree there. I'm not sure where, but yeah. So, do we want to talk about the elephant in the room with Noah Gregson and the crash? Yes, that's uh, very good. I had not, I had thought about it the other day, but I had forgot about it here in the of us going uh, recording. But yes, so if you'd like to talk about that, yes, no recap what happened. Yeah, I think it was like on lap 25. Um, apparently, um, uh, what what's, I'm, I'm trying to remember uh, who was driving the 45 Richmar Flores car. Uh, it was the Indy driver. Oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank. See? I want to say con, but it wasn't con. It was something else. Oh... I, <laughs> Jason, look it up. <laughs> I can look it up. Because I, 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 um, gosh. Uh, yes, but again, he, he was Sage Carroll. Yes, him. All right. I fi he finally came to my, my little pea brain. Okay. Anyway, he apparently Sage Karen was racing him very, very hard and he did not like it. And he took it like a little girl and he said, Well, I'm going to show you. I'm going to wreck you in the middle of the whole pack in the middle of the field and take out a bazillion cars with us. And he did. He got in trouble. He got in big trouble. He, he cost him a lot of points and it cost him a lot of money for 30, an driver. That's a lot of money. $35,000. 30 driver points, 30 owner points, $35,000. Yeah. He got, he got a little pissy with him and um, he's paying for it, but you know, you got to think about the respect of the other drivers. You know, if I was another driver out there and I got wrecked by him because he was just being a little, just a little punk, uh, and I got taken out of the race, I would have, you know, I, I would lose all my respect for him. And not only that, there may be some payback somewhere down the road um, because that's just unacceptable. I mean, and not only that, he used he used a car as a weapon. You know, which we've seen other drivers do that in the past, which is I still do not like that at all. Um, but I mean, if you got a problem with somebody, let's let's take it off the track and and 
you know, let's talk about it or duke it out or whatever you want to do, but don't do it like that because there was a lot of good cars that got taken out because of him just trying to be a, a little sissy. You know, it was just, it was uncalled for. Now, like I said, we've seen this before. Um, I can't remember. I think it was in the trucks and uh, with a driver whose name rhymes with Kyle Busch. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he got, he had to sit out a race, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. As he well. Did. So um, I didn't see any kind of fine um, in that regards where he has to sit out a race, but. Uh, and this needs to be, you know, like a wake up call. And, uh, you know, look, like it was for Kyle Busch that to your point, you know, these are cars and they can be used as weapons and uh, there's other folks involved. It, it's not good. So, yeah, it's not just between you two guys are on the track. It's it's you're taking out other people who are trying to, you know, a lot of teams that probably can't afford to be wrecked are getting wrecked. So, you know, that's you know, that's unfortunate for them. And, and like I said, I just think that what he did was, was completely wrong. Uh, I've lost respect for him because of that. He's going to have to come back and, and it's going to take him a while to, to earn that respect back to the fans, to his competitors and everybody. Yeah. Some of those teams, they only have the one car. They don't have a whole mm-hmm. uh, a garage full of cars. They have the one car and the driver's, you know, basically said, bring it back in one piece. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, he runs for junior and, you know, junior's got, you know, they got a lot of cars. They got a lot of money behind them. So, you know, taking out a car for him is not that big a deal. And and, and apparently he didn't care anyway. He didn't care about what his crew was going to have to do to fix the car or anything. But like you said, the low budget teams, you know, they're the ones that, that suffer the most because like I said, some of them may only have one, two cars, and then now they got to go back and they have a limited amount of people that can they have time to work on them and fix them. So, you know, that's just a bad deal all the way around. Definitely. Uh, moving on, the next Xfinity race, that's going to be race number 17. There's 10 more before the playoffs. This is going to be in Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is the Osco Uniforms 250. This is also on Saturday, July 9th, but at 5 p.m. Eastern. Stages for Atlanta Motor Speedway, end of lap 40, end of lap 80, and lap 163. Moving over to the Cup Series. That was race number 18. Tyler Reddick was our winner. Highest finishing rookie was Austin Sindrick. So Tyler Reddick gets his first Cup win. Yeah, he did. He and he did it in in convincing style. You know, uh, I was I was proud for him for winning. He is the fifth winner we've had this year, which also ties a record in Cup for the most first time winners that goes back to 1949, which was early days. Yeah, because yeah, because NASCAR was just starting out, so you you're going to have a lot of first time winners. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, that's impressive that we have all this talent coming up as well as, you know, uh, was it the next gen, next gen, gen car? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think you had, we talked before, you know, with all, some of this parody. So, um, yeah, but, but uh, he's talent. He is talented. So we, we yeah, talked is. about, he'd been, I think he's coming in second. What a few times. I want to say five. I can't remember, put my finger on the stats, but. 
I don't I don't know the stats on that. I know at least one. <laughs> we yeah. talked about it. Uh, I think it was this year. But Tyler Reddick, we've talked about him quite a bit when he was in Xfinity. When he won, and again, I think this is probably the most impressive, is that he won back-to-back Xfinity championships with two different teams. Which, I, I don't know if you're if you need to know a lot about NASCAR, but that is really tough. Indeed. So, but his rookie cards, like I said, we've been talking about them for a while since he was in Xfinity 2016 Panini certified card. Number 49. There's a PSA nine example. There are no PSA tens. If you believe it. I believe it. There are a few different parallels in the 2016 Panini Certified. There's the Mirror Orange to 99, Mirror Silver to 99, Mirror Red to 75, Mirror Blue to 50, Mirror Gold to 25, Mirror Purple to 10, Mirror Green to 5, and Mirror Black 101. There's Panini, Panini. Yes, Panini Certified, Certified Potential Signatures. They're numbered uh, 170 or less from the base to the different mirror uh, parallels of the potential signatures. He's in 2016 Panini Prism, only driver signatures with an unnumbered version and then numbered from 99 down. Has a base card and also in 2016 Panini Torque, card number 66. There's a few parallels to that with the gold Unnumbered blue to 125, red to 99, artist proof to 50, purple to 25, hollow silver to 10, hollow gold to 5, blackout number to 1. There's test proofs, which are one to ones, and then printing plates, also one to ones. Panini torque driver scripts, autographs, unnumbered and then numbered 125 or less, and dual materials, blue number to 99, red to 49. Green to 25 and purple to 10. It was good to see him get his first one. Like I said, he's pretty talented and uh, just a matter of time. Yeah, he well, he is very talented. And I guess I'll go ahead and say this now. You know, during the broadcast, Rick Allen said that, you know, with this fifth first-time winner, we have an incredible rise in talent. Well, I totally disagree with what he said. We Because what we've got, the talent is there. Uh, what we're seeing is an incredible rise in parity. You know, with this new car, everybody's still trying to figure this car out. Everybody's on a pretty much a level playing field. So that shows the talent of the drivers more than the talent, you know, than the the uh, performance of the car. I mean, you, you got to think for years before this, the all the super teams like Hendrick and Gibbs and all them, they had a lot of money to pour into R&D. Plus, we all know, especially Hendrick, there was a lot of bending of the rules, right? And, uh, you know, I've always said that the car is just as important as the driver in NASCAR and maybe even a little bit more important than the driver. And we're seeing that now. The drivers, this is almost like an IROC kind of thing where, you know, we're seeing the drivers show the talent that they really have because it is pretty much a level playing field. You know, I mean, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Do you guys think that if Jimmy Johnson had been running for like 
uh, Jimmy Means or um, Bob Jenkins or some lower team, you think he would have won seven championships? What do you think? No way. Mm -mm. Jason, what do you think? Jason? He doesn't know. I was muted. I was muted and I couldn't get back to it fast enough. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, that just goes to show you, you know, how, again, there's there's an incredible uh, rise in parity. Um, you know, and like I said, I think as time goes by, we're going to see the super teams find little loopholes and find little ways to, again, bend the rules and, that gap's going to widen again. But for right now, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying seeing people that we don't normally see up front, up front. Uh, I, I like that a lot. You know, I mean, the driver is part of it. I, I look at this as, let's compare it to football or baseball. You can have a great individual talent, but that still will not win you uh, a game or a championship. You know, mm -hmm. if you have a great running back or a great quarterback, you still need other guys to play. Yeah, yeah. Jason? I'm a Lions fan my entire life. And it just – what exactly what you said is what happened with Matthew Stafford. I mean, it just shows one guy being there is great, but as soon as he goes into the right system, everything clicks, and then they, you know, obviously went all the way. So, yeah, you are hit the nail on the head. So I was reading about, you know, like Bubba Wallace is having, you know, he's getting frustrated because they are, I didn't realize it, they're renting their pit crew. And, you know, they're losing wheels and having to come back in to tighten lugs down. So everybody has to be, be on it to win. It's, it, like I said, the driver's part of it, the crew's part of it, the car setup. And to your point, though, if you have a large team, because I know, you know, living in, in the Charlotte area and knowing, I guess, some guys on on the teams or you hear stuff where, you know, the number of engineers on some of these big teams, they have a large staff and they have multiple cars. And so they have economies of scale. The little teams don't. And, you know, they're they're looking for to bend the rules or do whatever they can to shave off some seconds here and there. So or they have the pit crew and the training regimen and the depth of talent on the pit crew. Right. I think it was Hendrick. I don't know how many years you're on, you're on the backup B squad until you make it to the A squad. So they're training to get on the A squad. So they're deep, not like the old days, like, all right, meet me Sunday and, and you're going to be the gas man. And you're going to be the Jack man. I mean, now it's all professional. Oh, you know, back in the day, you know, like back in the fifties and sixties, you know, you didn't have pit crews going with the, with the teams. They just picked up some people out out at the track and said, "Hey, can you help us pit this car?" And they said, "Sure, I'll go help you." You know, that, and that's the exactly. way it was. Right? Yeah. So Wendell Scott get out and service his car. So yeah. So with all this being said, and and having having this new car and all the parity, do you guys think we're going to have a sixth first time winner this year? I'm trying to think. Yes. No. I'll see. Who hasn't won? I think we'll have a surprise winner. I think we'll have one more. Who hasn't won? Sarah Soares has. Tyler Reddick. Uh, who else is running? Cindric's already won. Harrison Burton? Yes. 
Yeah, I'm actually uh, a different different topic. I would tell my dad to put a dollar on him every race. <laughs> so I mean, I think I think we're gonna have one more. I think it's gonna happen. We're gonna break we're gonna break the all time record uh, this year, which is gonna be absolutely amazing to me. Yep. All right, we're already uh, twenty something minutes. Yeah, no. So I'm sorry. I, I, I'm the one who's derailing all this. I'm all right. Next race, race number 19, eight more before the playoffs. Again, Atlanta, Atlanta Motor Speedway, the Quaker State 400. That's July 10th, Sunday, 3 p.m. Stages and Atlanta Motor Speedway, end of lap 60, 160, and 260. Moving over to IndyCar. The 2022 Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio, and that was Sunday, July 3rd at Mid-Ohio's Sports Car Course in Lexington, Ohio. Scott McLaughlin was our winner. I got some Scott McLaughlin cards. Yeah, you do. I, I do not have any. You are, you're special. Well, you guys know that, so... <laughs> Uh, I don't remember what year these are. These are from Australia, I believe. That's a cool looking card, actually. Uh, 2013, the V8 Supercars. There's a uh, card number 18 and 40, 46. So you can kind of see that there in the back. Kind of has a prism vibe to it. Yeah, they're. I was trying to think of what more, maybe like a certified. They're not really um, prism, but they're just well, dark. I'm just and talking about the design, just the overall design. Oh yeah, yeah. But otherwise, he, I think he only has the 2020 Greenlight IndyCar Series uh, with no numbers in 2020 and 2021, but. Uh, I found these 2013 V8 supercars, like I said, in, I think it was in Australia. I had gotten, but. Cool, man. Uh, next race, race number 10. That's going to be the Honda Indy Toronto. And that's Sunday, July 17th. So we have an extra week here at 3.15 p.m. And that's going to be 85 laps. Moving over to. Formula One, uh, 2022 British Grand Prix. That was a really good race. That was Sunday, July 3rd at Silverstone Circuit, Silverstone, England. And Carlos Sands was our was our winner. Yep, first, first win for him in Formula One. Congratulations yes. to him. That's awesome. Yep. Followed by uh, Sergio Perez and Lewis Hamilton. And the, the crowd went wild. <laughs> they sure did. They did. They I, I thought he was. He might get in there for the win with some of that pit strategy and stuff. Uh, and if you're asking about Max for stopping, uh, I think he just finished his last pit stop. <laughs> He'd come in quite a bit, having he some car is issues with his car. Did you? See, I don't know if you saw after he tweeted there was a piece of carbon fiber out of yeah, that. He had that piece of carbon that was stuck in his car. Yeah. That was what was hindering his performance. Yeah, he, he thought it was a tire came in for one of the 
one of the pits. They changed the tire. He went back out and they were running. It was really cool that they can run those diagnostics while the car is going and stuff. Oh, it, report it, that it, data they, back. Because they told him, he <laughs> he said, before he pit, he goes, I think I have a tire going down. He said, they said, no, you do not have a tire going down. It's there's there's something wrong with the, you know, there's a performance issue with the chassis or something. They knew that there was something going on there, but they knew also knew it wasn't the tires. I thought that was really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, that they could report all that stuff back. But they came into pits and they kind of looked around or kind of did some stuff, but not really. And he was out of there. But uh, so he had um, uh, didn't have a great day. So no. Now, what about that first lap incident? That was scary. Yes. Um, Jason, I don't think you saw that one, but it there's the, I don't know if it was sand or, or not, but there was a catch fence or there was a barrier and then there's a fence fence and the car went skidded and fell between the fence and the catch fence. Yeah, and it, it wasn't much, wasn't much clearance between there. Thank God they had the halo on that. Uh, car so that when they go upside down they're not uh, not exposed their heads and stuff so uh they weren't showing any replays because they didn't know if he had survived that or not but he pretty got, got out on scale yeah. but there wasn't much room for the crew to work uh which was kind of scary <laughs> i guess if you're yeah. claustrophobic or whatever but yeah thank god he was uh fine yeah zoe Granu, yeah he, yes. he 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 was very lucky the way that it flipped and the way that it landed because he could have gone up against the fence the other way, and that, that you know, who knows what that could have done. And I think the hero should have be George Russell. Agreed. Because he got out of his car and ran because it looked so bad. He ran to his side, and because he left his car, uh, he couldn't he couldn't uh, continue in the race. Yeah, F one wouldn't let him get back in the car, which I think they should have made an exception for that because he he literally, like you said, he hopped out of his car and ran over to see what he could do to help. Yeah, he, he was waving everybody. Mm -hmm. but, so kudos to George Russell. I'm glad he, uh, he, uh, the new was, uh, okay. And we had our first, first time winner for, for him. So Ferrari. Yes. And you also know that George Russell, he had top five, a top five streak going in every race this year. And then that ended that streak for him. So, yeah, so it's, it's bound to happen, unfortunately. So after that, um, Max Verstappen not having a great showing and, and so forth. Uh, he's still in the lead with 181 points, followed by Sergio Perez at 147, Charles Leclerc at 138, Carlos Sanz at 127, George Russell at 111. So it's still... I, Still gonna be interesting the end of the the end of the season, so it's gonna be awesome. Mm -hmm. So next race, race eleven, that's gonna be at the Rolex Austrian Grand Prix, and that's gonna be July tenth at six a.m. Eastern at the Red Bull Ring. Now I almost missed it here, but. Uh, Carlos, his first cards. He has a 2016 Tops Trump Formula One Grand Prix Heroes, and then he's in the 2020 Tops Chrome Formula One. 
he only has three cards in that series, so he's going to have parallels for all the different parallels. He actually has 156 2020 cards. So he has the 1950 World of Wheels with the tops Formula One Chrome. The different parallels, like I said, of those three cards, card number, card number eight, number 20, and card 181. And like I said, different parallels, like the seventh anniversary. There's chrome autographs, chrome refractor, orange refractor. There's printing plates, purple refractors, red wave refractors, super refractors. There's also He's also in the tracks tags and the different parallels for that. And if you don't like the Topps Chrome Formula One, there's always Topps Chrome Formula One Sapphire Edition with the different parallels for it. There, he's also in the 2020 Topps Dynasty Formula One with the autographed gloves and patches, the suit flags, team dual relics, single driver autograph, dual relics, triple relics. All that good stuff. He's also in the 2020 Tops Formula One official stickers. He's got let's look about eight different cards. Card number 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, and 72 are all Carlos Sands. And then the Tops Turbo Attacks Formula One, a few cards in it as well. But that's uh, you can find his. Rookie cards in 2020 tops. So again, congratulations to him on his first win. Yeah, I was proud for him. It's a good deal. Yeah, it was a great race, and it was good to see first-time winner. So yeah, it was an exciting race. I will say that for sure. It wasn't one of those races where somebody got out in front and led the whole time, and there wasn't any passing because there was a lot of passing and lead changes, and it was it was actually a very good race. Yeah, and I guess I don't know you kind of alluded to we had the accident on the first lap, and so uh, Max Verstappen had gotten, uh, you know, was in the lead, but the lap, the safety car came out before the first lap was completed. So basically, they restarted with the starting lineup again. Mm-hmm. So, which makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Moving over to our next subject. The 2022 Tops Turbo Attacks. And we had mentioned a few episodes ago when we were going through the description where it mentioned that there was over 380 cards to collect with more limited editions, including ultra rare uh, LEs, limited editions. More parallels and the first time autograph cards from all the drivers. So we were super excited to see that because Tops has been business in business for 70 years and they know what an autograph card looks like. You think? <laughs> uh, until uh, after we talked about it and they came out and said they were signature style, which. Uh, there was no mention of that in the description, which I don't know how they could get that wrong. But let me throw this up here. Uh, this is from the starter pack. And the reason I got it because it also includes the 
checklist and right here on the back of it it's you know still wrapped in plastic so uh, i guess whoever wrote the description didn't re look at the literature that they actually printed up packaged and sent out and you can see right there where it says awesome signature style cards defined and there's the checklist so is that um, um phrase signature style is that only on the back of the package that is on the package yeah no, no, but is it only on the back? So this is the checklist. And that's the other thing, too, is Tops has been real coy with their checklist. There's not, if you go out to uh, Trading Card Database, which, you know, they're not part of that. But, uh, and I tried to find that checklist anywhere. They don't have it on Tops' site. So uh, they're real coy with the checklist. And because... That would reveal, like I said, this you know has their the car, the card numbers over on the left hand side and the driver. So I don't know if they were trying to be deceitful or they're just uh, incompetent or what's going on with Tops UK. And again, maybe that's a UK thing where you know that's probably not legal in the US. So. Yeah, but you're shipping to the U.S., so. Well, I'm saying, you know, shame on them. There With social media and everything else, they could have been a lot more clear or actually use some of their own verbiage that's on some of their own literature that the stuff that they're sending out pre-sale. Right. Uh, so I don't understand what the disconnect is from them. Yeah. Shame on, shame on them. You know, the whole reason we bought these was the potential of getting an autograph, a real autograph card. And then we come to find out after the fact that it is signature style, more air quotes. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's a big difference there, people. It still doesn't say, because I'm pulling up a couple of things on the Top UK site right now, just to see if they had updated it since this came out. Because this came out a few days ago. It's not like it just, you know, was brand new today. Um, and they still have the same, it says more parallels and for the first time autograph cards from all the drivers. So, yeah, the, the only needed was one word in there, either facsimile autograph cards or sing, take out autograph and say signature style cards, right? which matches what's on their actual literature that was printed and packaged and shipped out again i bought you know i bought it the, the the day we were talking about it on the show now at you know it doesn't say it's not like we're saying okay you know you're gonna get one auto a box or whatever you know it could be one per case one per 10 cases you know whatever it is it's still you know that leads you to believe that there's you know for the first time autograph cards but not, you know, it's just a parallel. And what's well, interesting, though, is that there's been no pictures. I was looking on eBay and some other places for actual images. So did they hold these back until they figured this out and then started seeding them in packs? Because, you know, it was a week or whatever, not one was found. Well, what's that phrase, the signature style phrase? When have we ever used that in anything else? It's either been 
certified autograph, autograph, signature, facsimile, like, but signature style to me is definitely intentional, but, I, you know, going back again, you know, why is it not in the description? Why is it not everywhere? Like, so, yeah, somebody mentioned that they have done this in the soccer okay. uh, match attacks. But if that is the case, then why didn't they use that signature style verbiage in the description for the turbo attacks? So this was, I think, uh, very misleading, mm -hmm. to say the least. So, yeah, they they cast out the uh, the hook and they caught me. <laughs> so I don't know what the options are if, if they're. If you can reach, refuse shipment, uh, you know, call customer. Well, you can't call customer service in the UK. I think everything has to be done by mail unless something has changed after the pandemic. But, you know, refuse shipment or whatever. But it's a shame that a company that's been in business this long hasn't been able to figure out how the appropriate description or have the checklist available. You know, say what you will about Panini, but the checklist for the NASCAR cards are on there at least a few days before they're actually for sale. Mm -hmm. So I know, Val, you said that you hadn't seen these uh, signature style cards showing up. I still don't see them. Have you seen any yet? No. Okay. I, I, they, I thought they had an example. Weird. They had an example. Uh, Tops. On the Tops UK on Twitter, put out a few examples. I think it was three examples, and that's when basically it said, "Okay, these are signature style facsimile on the cards. They're rare parallels." But until that point, you know, we have already purchased. I have already purchased. Logan's already purchased. So, yeah. does it? Because you just said rare parallel. Does it give the odds for? No, I don't think in the UK they have to give odds, but that's uh, that's a good point. And they did sell some of the tins on the Tops. What was the Tops UK? I mean, the Tops US site. But I haven't opened these packages yet, um, because I don't know, you know, what my options are if there are any. So, well, I'm not going to worry about it. I mean, I, it's just, I'm going to chalk it up to a life lesson, and I'm going to keep them. I'm going to go ahead and and bust them. And do some videos and show people what's what's in them. I mean, at least I'll get that kind of pleasure out of it. Well, you know, I wasn't expecting you know to hit an auto or anything else, but I wanted at least the the appropriate description that what I was purchasing. Well, so, least, I mean, the chance. Yeah, I mean, they wanted pounds or U.S. money or whatever. I wasn't you know giving them monopoly money for their product, you know, kind of bait and switch like they did. So or cash style bills. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess that's enough with uh turbo tax. So uh I am removing the it's a game changer to uh it's just a game. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a fun rip. It'll be fun to to, to do it. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, you know, we, we're we're collecting. At least I know we are collecting for fun. We're not trying to flip and make money off this stuff. So 
for us, it's going to be fun. I mean, it's just the fact that we don't have the autos anymore in the equation just kind of puts a damper on it. Well, there's still the signature style autos. Just wasn't what I was thinking when no. I when I read the description. So, but anyway, <laughs> um, moving over to the next segment, the Chase Elliott top ten. You know what? I don't have that list handy. <laughs> I'm doing all the stuff here. Well, you're the you're the engineer. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Give me one second, everybody. Sorry. So, do do you want me to tell everybody what uh, what we did? Yes. Uh, okay. So we talked about it, and so Val decided to get his top ten Chase Elliott cards uh, from you know and. I did my own top 10 list and we'll talk about why we chose what we chose here in a minute, but that's the the gist of it is we're going to have each of us have our own different top tens. And it'll be kind of weird because I haven't seen Val's top 10. I think he's seen mine, but I haven't seen his. So Mine's probably going to look like a lot like yours. So it, it's going to be interesting to see where we stand. All right. Um, <laughs> Well, I've got, I probably don't have as many as you do, but uh, I don't know if you have any cards you want to show, Logan. But, I've got all 10 to show. But we'll go by your list. The number 10, the 2017 Dunruss, number 14, Race Kings. Yeah, I like this card. This is his first Race Kings card. It's it's a nice-looking card. Let me see if I can get it up closer. Uh if you want to put me on the big screen, Val. sure. Yes, thank you. Thanks for the. There we go. Maybe they'll focus in. There it goes. And yeah. those are short printed, actually. Right. They are short printed because I had a hard time finding one through all my stack of cards. I don't think 2017 Dunros gets enough love. So back in 2017, the 84 retros and the Rady rookies and the Race Kings were kind of short printed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like in 2018 and onward where it's more readily available. So that's a nice one. Yep. Number nine, the 2016, 2015 press pass, number 47. Yeah, this was his last press pass card. And what we did here, guys, is we chose base cards for the most part uh you know cards that are affordable you know not any of the the high dollar booklets or autographs or things like that uh so our our top our top 10 list is like you know basically just just the base cards uh and that's how we decided to do it yeah we didn't go for all the one-on-ones and yeah we didn't do all the one-on-ones i mean that that would be a whole different show and there's so many out there, it would really be hard to pick a top 10. But yeah, this was his last press pass card. So it's, it's a pretty cool card. Yep. The 2019 Prism number seven, Bill and Chase Elliott. Yeah. Uh, so that I was like, a, like a name variation. Yeah, when I had the two of them. Yeah, I like this card because, you know, it, it showcases his first win. You know, because he won a... Uh, that go, let's go or go bowling at the Glen or whatever. 
So it's got him and his dad. So I thought that was a really neat card. You know, it's got the trophy and everything, and it is a prism card. So that's that's why it made the top ten. And like I said, this is again a base card. It's card number seven. So like that card a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, card number seven, the 2016 Panini National Convention card number 41. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I love this card. Um, they had these in the silver packs at the national convention and it was, uh, it was really nice that year. You know, we, we were at that, at that show and that was the, actually the last Atlantic city show. That was the first we, year of 2016 Panini prism or their first issue. Yes. Yeah. So we had the prism and we had these come out at the show. So these, this is kind of like one of his, also one of his very first Panini cards. And it also has, uh, the rookie card logo on there as well, as you can see right there. I wish that stuff would get more love because they're definitely more limited than, I mean, it's numbered, but also it's definitely more limited than, say, you know, Prism or whatever because weren't those two card packs? Yeah, it was something I mean, like that. They weren't, they weren't a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I've started to collect those, actually the convention ones with some of those drivers, so uh, cats out of bag on that. But um, again, I think to you, Jason, you know, it's not an expensive kind of chase. And you know, how many of those got opened and you know, oh NASCAR, Dumped right, thrown away yeah. or whatever. Um, so, and again, even for, even for the other sports, sports, because those were multi-sport packs. They're not right, exactly. So. We know how when the baseball guys and stuff, they get NASCAR, then forget it. Yeah, this is like out of 1,499. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, the twenty number six, 2017 Panini Up Close and Personal. Yeah, this is... Um, That's near, near and dear to your heart. That's select. Yeah, I like the select from that year. Uh, the reason I like this card so much is, you know, I, as everybody probably knows by now, I am a mountain biker and here's Chase with a mountain bike. So I thought, you know, I really like that card and I've actually was able to find the one on one of this card. So I'm working on getting the rainbow. Nice. So I like, I like this set. I mean, this card a lot, but it's, it's like I said, it's a really cool card and here's the back of it. You know, I don't know where he's at. It looks like he's almost out like in California somewhere or up, maybe up in the uh, high plains or something somewhere. You yeah. need to find that spot. I do <laughs> yeah. need to create that, that picture and then we'll make cards of it. Hell yeah. I'm with you, brother. All right. So number, moving number five, 1997 Racer's Choice, Bill Elliott, number 34 with Baby yep. Chase. Baby Chase, one of two Baby Chases. Yes. We like this card a lot as well, you know, just because there's Chase. You know, he's being brought up in the racing world. He's right there with his dad at the track. Yep. And then number five. Number five. I haven't got the, one he's graded yet, so I, I probably need to do that. 1997. Oh, no, this is number four. Sorry. The 1997 also the press pass Bill Elliott number 45 with baby chase. And that is extra interesting because of the verbiage on 
Click hard. Here it goes. Uh, a little more to uh, one way or the other. Yeah, yeah so it says that he looks right, the baby Chase Elliott looks right at home and in, in the car. And are we basically looking at the next generation uh, NASCAR champion? So, well, you know, you know what else they didn't say is he just just did a hot lap right there. <laughs> yeah. He was second on the grid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're going to. Yeah, that the back just has Bill Elliott's number ninety-four McDonald's Ford. So that's one of our missions or takeaways for the national is to find out who was responsible for that verbiage. Yeah, we are we are going to ask the the former press pass guys who work at Panini now about that. Number three. All right. Twenty sixteen Panini Prism number twenty-four. Yeah, and this is just the regular silver I mean, just the regular card not the silver prism card I, I've, I've got a silver prism card i could actually show you real quick but this is just a base card right here and it is a is a psa 10 but this is this is his first panini card first prism card so it's a it's a pretty cool pretty cool card it's not numbered or anything like i said it's just base that's that's what we're showcasing here tonight is just the base cards yep and here's real quick i'll show you guys Here's the here's the prism, and it's it's so shiny, and it's got rainbowy stuff on it. It's shiny. It is shiny. So yeah, so there you go. Number two, the 2016 National Treasures card number 46. I think this card's going to the national to get to get done. Um, this is a base card, believe it or not. You know, the last few cards were uh, signature. Swatch cards with, with the rookies. I think Ryan Blaney's in there, and is it uh, one of the Earnhardts? I mean, there's there's a few few drivers in there uh, right at the very end, but it's a base card, but it is limited, so it makes collecting the whole set just that much tougher. Yep, but that's why that's included here. But it is the, it is the his first National Treasures card, so it's pretty neat. I like I really like this card a lot. I, I couldn't find it for a while last night. I was looking, looking, looking. I finally found it. I was getting a little scared. All right. Number one, 2011 Element Chase Elliott card number 99. Dun, dun, dun. This is the card, if you ask me. Um, you know, Element unopened boxes are still cheap. You can probably get at least two Chase Elliott rookies out of those. Yeah, don't um, let's say everybody go to blowout and buy them, but they have boxes for about a hundred, and you will get at least one, if not two, Chase Elliott cards. They grade very well. Mm -hmm. There's one or two autographs in there, but you will also get a silver foil pack. And I know it's not in our top ten, but I can show. Yeah, you possible. So this was number one. Yes, that's number one. So, um, so eBay prices for hobby box is one fifteen, and a blaster's forty for a two thousand eleven element. Yep. Oh, they must have just went up on them. Well, it's eBay, so they might be. Oh, got you. Yeah, blowouts got them for for hundred. So, um, let's see. So, we talked about that one. That's an autograph. That's one I got autographed. So, I'm gonna see if I can get the camera to. Yeah, I think it's pixelating pretty hard. 
Oh my goodness gracious, it was fine before. What if I need to... Oh, did it? But that is the blue version. I think numbered out of like 225. And they will cut, you'll get one either undiscovered element autograph or a black parallel of the cards numbered to 35. Also in the autograph version is the red numbered out of 25. So that's. Uh, only available in the silver packs that are in the hobby boxes. So, like I said, Blowout has those for about 100, and you'll get one of the base and then that silver foil pack. So, so hey, tell them about that that red autograph card a little bit more. Did you actually pull that out of a, out of a pack? I, I did. I bought, uh, you know, me and Jason have been talking for the last, you know, couple of years, and when it was a Black Friday – they had cases, and this is how the car, this is how the prices were. Usually they're about $40 a box, I think, or $50 a box, but it was a Black Friday special. I don't know if it was $2.99 or $3.99 for a 10-box case. And uh, first box I opened, first silver foil pack, was this red number to nine out of, out of 25. Yeah, that's the card right there, man. What's yeah. the numbering beside his signature? Because it's so that is, yeah, yeah, it's um, 2010. I think is where he won. Know, it was Arc a championship or, or something like that. I hate that. I don't know if do I they know. all say 2010? All the red ones, you know? I believe so. So there's the blue to 225. So yeah, there aren't any reds or anything on eBay, so I couldn't. Yeah, some of those parallels are really hard uh, to find out. But to, to Logan's point, um, dang, I hate that. That's like that. Uh, but like I said, the hobby boxes are about $100 a box. And there's one or two parallels in a memorabilia per box anyway. And then, like I said, the silver foil pack. So, uh, you know, as, with the prices of, of some stuff nowadays, it's, I think, pretty still a good uh, price. But, you know, when we were talking about it a few years ago, Jason, and before some of this craziness, they were at, you know, 30 to $50 a box. I mean, it's still a good deal now, but it used to be a really good deal. <laughs> well, yeah, and you knew, you know, well, we didn't know, but, you know, Chase was running in Xfinity and some of that stuff. So if you've listened to the show, you know, like we've talked about today, Ty Gibbs, we've been talking about him for the last year or two. So when somebody gets the cup level, it's really not a big, big surprise. So True. But, Very true. But th that is the Chase Elliott top 10. Pretty cool. Yeah. So he has one championship uh, under his belt already. So, yep. He'll be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. That's what Richard so, is. I want to put my two cents in. I didn't realize that you guys were only picking like base cards because I picked a couple, but they were relics and signatures and whatever. So we'll take those out. 
I can't believe you included the racer's choice card. Because that like go that goes against the golden rule of it's not that person's card if his name's not on the card. Can't believe you included that one. And so high in the list. It's just it, you know it's a more of a personal thing, and it's one of the cards that I really like. So uh, that's that like it, this is not an official top ten by any means. Oh no, this is NASCAR Radio official. This is yeah, this is NASCAR Radio top ten. <laughs> But yeah, I did. I did just because I like it. I mean, it's just you know, it's just one of those cards I like. I mean, it didn't have to have his name on, but it does have his picture. I would have liked to have also seen an exception made for the 2016 Prism Signature card because so I think that's a really nice card, regardless of insert or whatever. Anytime you can get a, a rookie year autograph, I think that's important because. We've talked about it many times. Crappy signatures exist, but when you see guys, when you see their signatures kind of dwindle and change over the years, and it kind of timestamps that card, which the 2011 does also. But, you know, I, I do like that 2016 Prism signatures. Yeah. Honorable, honor, honorable mention. Yeah, I meant to pull. I have a blue. I think a blue parallel of that autograph, but I didn't pull it. Next show, I guess. Well, I think we'll jump to our next segment. It's time to cue the music. Yep, cue the music. then this week's king's court we'll start out with our joker of the week and i kind of thought felt this was a little odd a little different this was five complete 1987 world of outlaw 50 card factory sets this has the jeff gordon world of outlaw rookie card in it or pre-rookie however you choose to look at it and um, this went for, well, they were asking $800 for five sets. And apparently they settled on $166.65 for five sets, which equates out to $33.33 a set. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I think somebody got a pretty good deal with that. Because, you know, I know back when I bought this set, because we used to have World of Outlaws races here. I remember buying that set, and I think they were like twenty or twenty-five dollars even back then. So I mean, you got to think that you know thirty-three dollars these days for a Jeff Gordon rookie card, eh, you're doing pretty good. And those cards grade pretty good as well. You're going to get probably get a nine or a ten out of most of them. But that's what I was going to say, and that nine or ten is going to be pretty good. That that's a highly sought after card yeah i didn't realize that was out there that was somebody got a i think a steal on that yeah they how, did. Much, how much do you think that title affected them it, it probably affected them a lot because they didn't put they should put jeff gordon in there somewhere well i was even thinking the woo the way that they did it yeah 
Yeah, they don't. I, I would at least would have searched for World. Right. Uh, Jeff Gordon, nineteen eighty-seven. Depending on what, yeah, that. Well, look, they only have thirty-three feedback. So what I'm guessing that is that they're not super experienced. So yeah, they're not not as eBay savvy as a lot of people. And and they they did a you know a best offer or whatever. So as opposed to sticking to the eight hundred. Yeah. Even at eight hundred. That's forty dollars a set. Uh, no. What is that? Five? Oh no, that's uh over a hundred. Yeah. How much was? It, how much did it sell for? It sold for $166.65. Oh wow! Yeah. Thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cents a set on the yeah. on the pin. Oh, I ain't seen that. I do too. <laughs> I, I'm with you, man. I go through these eBay listings every every week, and I look at this stuff, and I'm going. Missed another one. I feel like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next one. Uh, our Jack of the Week, Young Driver. This was on the 4th of July. PSA 8 2020 Topps Chrome Formula One Refractor. Uh, Joe Guanyu, our person who had the big bad wreck this past weekend. It's his Future Stars Auto. And I think it's numbered out of 346. It went for a buy it now price of four hundred and twenty-five dollars. This is a PSA eight. Wow, that's three hundred and forty-six of those. Yeah, that's a nice round number. Yeah, he's been on there a few times lately. He has. Been. And his autograph's not bad. I mean, you got to think. I think he's from. Uh, I think he's from China. So. You know, that's probably his American version of his of his name. I, I'd be cool if he signed it in Chinese. I think that would really be pretty awesome. Yep. Right. So next up, our Queen of the Week. This was on the 2nd of July. 2022 Donruss Haley Deegan Black Finite One of One. That's a Haley Deegan One of One. Keep this in mind. It sold for 300 dollars with 13 bids i think that was a pretty cheap price considering it's a black finite one-on-one and that's a nice looking card yeah kind of, optic kind of surprising that's not a lot of bids I, I i'm thinking maybe her on track performance is, is starting to affect some of her prices well you got to think even for that dollar amount even if you did Ten dollar increments. That's thirty bids, you know. So that's yeah. does seem very low for somebody with such a high name value. Agreed. But still a cool card, though. Huh? I, and again, I didn't see that card either. But I don't. I really don't search for Haley. So I guess moving on to the next one. This one's really cool. Um, our King of the Week. This was on the sixth of July. 1988 Max, Dale Earnhardt Rookie, eBay Authenticity Guarantee. It comes in the cute little box they give you. And it's the, uh, of course, it's his number 99 promo card. It went for a buy it now price, and this is ungraded, of $549. So somebody went, click, and they bought it. And But, you know, looking at that card, I don't, uh, look at those dots. Yeah, I was looking at that, and then I over here... Um, yeah. to the right, top right of it. And is that a crease in that 
a it almost looks like a crease. It almost looks like a crease. I think somebody. I don't know about this card. You know, yeah, it, look at those dots. Yeah, there's a lot of dots on it. That card's been through, been through it, and it's got some print dots on it too on the red. And if you go up to the very top, yeah. red, red, you'll see a, a print dot on that too. They actually spell it out right here. Yeah, I mean, there's the crease and the dots, and wow. $549 for that. I, you know, I don't know. Hey, it's authentic. It's authentic, yeah. I mean, it's, at least you got one. I remember when some of these started to come out, you know, they ha had burn marks on them. Oh, yeah, because uh, somebody threw them in the fire and then somebody <laughs> said, whoa, what were you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, um, one of the card shops, not to deviate from a thing but one of the card shops around town i noticed were selling quite a few of the 88 maxes and i had gone in there and the gentleman said that um his grandfather had left him uh this gentleman had come in and there was on consignment long story short um he had gotten i guess a storage container and or boxes and they had earnhardts and they were him and the girlfriend and whatever else, they were flipping them in the fire. And then the girlfriend was like, well, are they worth anything? Did you guys look them up or whatever? And then realized that, um, you know, they were getting, at the time, this was pre-pandemic, if they were about, what, $50 a piece or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so uh, he sold he sold uh, quite a few of those cars, but some of them had the, their burn marks and, and stuff like that on where I guess they were <laughs> trying to retrieve them out of the fire. But so. yeah, I, I, you know, getting back to this card, I'm just amazed it sold for this price. Uh, I guess yeah, that's, that's the most amazing thing for me is given the condition of that card, um, that's a hefty price somebody paid. I would expect it to be, you know, in mint shape for, for that kind of price. So anyway. Absolutely. All right, so let's move on to our next card, our ace of the week, which is a one of one. We haven't had a card like this before on mm -hmm. here. This was on the 2nd of July, 2021 Tops F1. Uh, Daniel Ricardo foil, foil Fractor is what it says on the description. It's a one of one, which that in itself is pretty cool. And again, this is a raw card. It's sold for a best offer accepted of $650, they were asking $800 originally. So they settled on $650 for this card. But it is a one-on-one. Uh, you know, Daniel Ricardo, he's not not a super big name in Formula One, but, uh, you know, hey, it is, is a one-on-one. You know, we've seen a lot of one-on-ones go for a lot higher prices of Lewis Hamilton and Max and all that. So I thought this was pretty neat, especially since it's the car. Uh, I think, I mean, I think that given today's prices on Formula One cards, that's probably, probably about right, probably. But it is a neat looking card. I like the way that card looks. All right. So last but not least, our Royal Flush of the Week. This is our highest price card. This is on the 30th of June. 2020 Tops F1 Chrome Sapphire, number 164, Max Verstappen. One, it's a, it says it's a one of one. So uh, it's that, I don't even know how you pronounce that. Pad, pard, pard, 
I can't pronounce it. Pad Parashah, Parashah, Pad Parashah. It's a it's a form of a of a sapphire. It's a it's a red kaleidoscope. Yeah, red kaleidoscope. I like that better. It's easier to say. But this card is graded by PSA. It is a PSA nine. They were asking ninety five hundred dollars for it. They settled on a best offer of seventy five hundred dollars for this. Card. Wow. Yeah. But again, it is a max one of one, and it is out of the 2020 Tops Chrome. It's not a 2021. So, in a way, I can kind of see it. You know, we've talked about prices in Formula One before. You know, this stuff is really high. It's it's a it's a market I don't play in. But it is a cool card. I like the way that looks. It's, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful card. And like I said, I Jason, you you've talked about it before. You know. It's a one of one. So does the grade really matter to you at all on a card like that? No. And sometimes it even kind of bothers me when it's a nine or an eight. I would almost just rather have it raw. Be authentic or, or raw. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Totally agree. So that is it for this week's King's Court. Hope everybody liked it. So let me ask a question before we close it out because this eBay off. Oh, <laughs> Jason is frozen in time. He fell asleep during the show. <laughs> I think he was going to go about talk about the eBay authentication is what I think he was going to imply. And uh, I don't know if it's kind of worth it. I mean, I know they're validating that that card is authentic, but not even close. You know, talk about condition. But Jason, you're back now. All right. So I told you it was bad. I'm surprised it lasted that long. But anyways, so it's not something that I look into because it doesn't appeal to me. But if you bought one, it doesn't even matter what the card is. If you bought one that came in that little envelope box thingy, but it's got the stickers and all, would you leave it or would you take it out? Let's say you weren't going to grade it. Would you leave it or take it out? Out. Out of here. I would not keep it in there. I would leave it. Uh, you know, it's kind of like with, with PSA or baseball card exchange or whatever, if they're wrapping um, whatever, but it's kind of that third party, somebody else's opinion on the authenticity. And I think you lose all that if you open it. Now, if you're going to keep it, it's in your personal collection, you don't plan on it, then... You know, it's one half dozen the other, but uh, I don't necessarily think it looks horrible in that. But it does. I'm more concerned with the grade. I mean, uh, yeah. the the crease and the dots, and you know, if it's some '50s card or whatever, then or let's say that's a '72 STP Fred Lorenz next to the car, then you know, I don't care if it's got corners or not or whatever, but um. You know, not that it, it's there's counterfeits or whatever, but say there were, it'd be good that it it was authenticated. So right. I don't know if I it makes any sense, but I would leave it in, you know, same reasons that you said, but also for the reason of I like the history part of what we do because that eBay authenticity thing, it might be gone in ten years. And then trying to have 
just that kind of that thing to look back on, but also, you know, if people are asking questions about it, they're going to exist, but it's just that thing of, well, this is what it was. This is what the box looked like. And I think that history part of it sometimes gets overlooked because we're chasing autographs, you know what I mean? So for the record part, I could definitely see that for a 92 tracks, petty Earnhardt autograph and that 88 max um, there are fakes of it, right? But, you know, we know to look at the back and make sure Canapolis is spelt right. But, you know, so there is something to that authenticity, too. So, mm-hmm. But, you know, it does bring up a, a storage dilemma, though. Now you got this card in this case that's different size than everything else you got. So how do you store these things? You know. It's the PSA so slab or BGS slab. Yeah. SGC, yep. Maybe, I mean, we've seen Ultra Pro and other brands come out with, you know, penny sleeves and mags and all this for everything. I mean, I could easily see somebody making some sort of, not display necessarily, but like a storage box for them. Yep, I could too. So who knows? I mean, I just, I would take it out. That's just me. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, if there's nothing else, definitely want to thank our sponsor panini america hashtag skid marks ty freaking gibbs ty freaking gibbs and uh, speaking of skid marks all right oh yeah there we go nice focus there yeah yeah actually focused in that's all i got all righty uh again thanks for everybody for hanging with us this week please share like the podcast share uh the youtube channel or subscribe to the podcast we appreciate it uh we'll be back next week so uh, i guess we'll take it out of here and we're out of here